1: Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health.
2: To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
1: Hey, CMOS Grillies. It is Kate and I again, coming at you live with another episode. It is also still the 4th of July weekend. We're recording a lot of episodes to get ahead of life, but yeah. How are you doing, Kate? How's your morning been?
2: My Saturday morning. Um, you know, Pride Month is over, but I did go to SoulCycle to hang out with all the girls and the gays, as they say. Um, if you've been to SoulCycle, Cycle, that's pretty true for most kind of classes. That's kind of the dynamic. So had a good spin class with my boy Parker, and then came home, made some, made some pancakes, which was like a new, a newer one that I haven't done in a while. Reorganized my pantry. Um, there's been, you know, the theme that Emma and I are Gen Z and we don't ask for help and everything. There's one like shelf that always falls out of my shelving unit in my kitchen. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like through these little hooks and they just keep getting like a little bit teetered away. And I don't know how to fucking fix it because I'm just like gluing this shelf to the wall. So every morning I open my adaptogen, like little kind of tincture adaptogen protein powder section, everything falls. And it's a problem that I could prevent, but I just choose to just fucking not prevent it, you know, in any tangible way. So then I I came home and yeah, I had my pancakes and got, like dust everywhere. So that was a fun one for me. But how was your your morning of a little bit of failed Pilates? So so we may yeah, say.
1: I went to New York Pilates with a friend. And you know, first time going. I don't like to judge things on a first try, but but we might have some strong I'm, opinions I'm say something. And I know it's probably just the fact that I have grown up being like an athlete, competitive swimmer. So I'm very much used to. Very highly intense exercises, and that's what I prefer more. I find that to be most fulfilling for me. I, if you like New York bodies, if you like traditional qualities, good for you. I felt like I was on a machine made for American girl doll. And <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. I just everything felt awkward. I was like, I think I'm gonna fall off this. I don't feel anything at all. Granted, I could feel stuff when we were doing lower body, but I mean, I can, I mean, if you just like lift your leg up and down, you'll feel it regardless if you do it for 30 minutes with no weight. Right. Um, but you know, it was nice to try something out. Will I go again? Probably not. But if you like near quality, good for you. I then, yeah, had brunch, which was fun. I feel like I had a fun, cute little solo food moment yesterday. I was talking to Kate that I really wanted something decadent for dessert. And I feel like when I'm in one of those spaces, I'm, I'm not opposed to dining out by myself, but I was like, I don't know if I want to go to Morgan Stearns by myself because it's like 90 degrees. I'm fucking tired of sweating. So then I was going through all the health store's nothing looked interesting. Unfortunately. I was like, you know what? I want like a single serve ice cream and just like some sort of additional component, a cookie or something. So I went to commodities, nothing. I don't know how that place is still open. Then I was like, let's go, let's go to lifetime. I know I can count on lifetime. So I went to lifetime. They sell the individually served. I think this might be just a local brand called cash utopia and it's cashew based ice cream. They have a few different flavors. So I got one little individual serving. And I was like, let's look at the raw dessert area that they have. Any really that's been to Lifetime, you probably have seen the Blue Magic Cheesecake. Kate and I have talked about that a lot in past episodes, but I came across this thing called a chewy. Yeah. And I, I was like, this looks like a hockey puck. And the ingredients were hilarious. It was truly just oats, dates, and cranberries and raisins. It kind of looked like just raw cookie dough. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I want something that's mushy and chewy and that I can, you know, form with my hands, you know, turn it into a ball. I like fun food, I suppose. And I must say, it sounds kind of like Play-Doh. I will say it was like Play-Doh. It had the consistency of Play-Doh. Let me tell you, it was so good. I, it was honestly exactly what I wanted for dessert. And it was incredible. And it was one of those things where I wanted to kind of make banana ice cream, but I never have frozen bananas when I want to do that. And I wasn't going to spend $6 on frozen bananas. So if you're someone who's looking for a fun, quirky treat, and you live in New York, go to Lifetime. Otherwise, I'm sure someone could probably recreate this chewy... Yeah, it's just organic sprouted whole oats, raisins, cranberries, dates, cinnamon, vanilla, extract, Himalayan pink salt. I don't know how just those ingredients make the thing that I was eating. There's definitely some secret ingredients that they did not list out, but, you know, teach their own. And yeah, that was my fun, quirky food moment.
2: Nice. Last night, I was at Kiki's um, on a date, and they took our phone number down because you can't make a reservation and they actually like took down the wrong phone number it was supposed to be like a 20 minute late wait and then like after 35 we were like we should just go up and ask and then they presented me the wrong phone number and I was like oh so they felt really bad because they seated a bunch of people in front of us and so they were going to get us like alcohol but like me and my date both had like workout stuff in the morning so we were like I don't really want to drink because we're jocks um so because he was gonna like give us a bottle of wine or something on the table so they ended up giving us dessert and I never gotten dessert at Kiki's, their cheesecake, really good. I don't, like, love a cheesecake, but it was, like, the perfect, like, summer night. And, you know, in the hell of Dimes Square, it actually felt pretty nice. Just, like, eating outside, it felt very European. The sun was setting late and stuff like that. Did you, so, Did you get the the lamb chops? We, like, got, I don't even know. I let the man order. I was, like, I don't care at this point, whatever. It's, like, yeah. 10 p.m. and I'm eating dinner. I'm just yeah. ready to eat. So we got uh, the fava bean dip, which was, like, bad. It literally was yeah. just, like, a weird puree, and then there were, like, onions on top of it that were, like, not even cooked. Like, it was just, like, slimy onions. I was like, what is this? Then we got the eggplant thing, which was good, dip, and the grilled octopus, and then the moussaka. We just, like, didn't get any big things, which I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good It was a good experience. And then um, what else? Oh, so, like, this gets into kind of my next point, which is the Minions movie. Okay, so if you follow me on TikTok, you, if you follow someone on TikTok, just here's a rule of thumb. You get videos that they have engaged, liked or commented on on your for you page. So, like, I have been getting a lot of the videos about the Minions movie and the Minions IHOP menu. I've been interacting with these videos every single time I've seen a guy go to the IHOP thing, and I'm like. When will be my turn like God I've seen what you've done for others like when will my turn to like go on a date to the fucking minions I hop on you. So people that follow me have obviously seen that I've been commenting on these videos and they're like Kate not me finding you in the comment section again, but I proposed to the guy that I went out with yesterday I was like do you want to go to the minions movie and he's like I'm terrified no no but I still want to do it. So if you're on TikTok, there's like a lot of trending sounds about it, but I've just been obsessed with it because it's a lot of dudes that are in frats and they all dress up in suits and they're just like in a beeline, like making these little TikToks and like go to the Minions movie. Some of them, they've been dressing up as the characters. And then like after the movie, they all go to IHOP to go get the Minions menu. I was thinking about sliding into IHOP's DMs, but then I thought about it and I'm like, Kate, literally this meal would be worth $12. I think you can afford it. Like I know on premise, you want to be like, hi, like IHOP sponsored me but like queen this is like a very affordable food moment that you could go do your fucking self so i want to see the minions movie um also there's a lot of tics on tiktok where they're like damn i didn't realize that people like the minions like yeah i like the first movie where was like the people that were like oh minions are tacky like I like them. Shut up. The first movie is fucking great.
1: Anyone who says minions suck are pretty poopers and probably millennials. They 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 definitely think they're like too cool for everything. And it's like, no, you're just a loser. You're boring. Yeah. I I saw that video with
2: this bitch. This like millennial bitch was like, why do you like the minions? And literally everyone in the comment section was like, when did I say I didn't like the minions? Literally everyone, Gen Z, everyone's like, Bessie, we love the minions. What the fuck? You've missed five chapters. So if you've seen the minions movie, let me know how it is. Don't spoil it. Also, the soundtrack is kind of fire. I'm gonna like go on a walk and listen to it because I just need to like be in a be in a little Minion land. So that's that's my update. Um, all I've been thinking about is the Minions movie this week.
1: Uh, love that for you. Yeah, I maybe you'll see the movie. Maybe I won't. I'm going home next week. Maybe I'll oh, throw that see in. Your brothers, nice. Yeah, I can see with my brothers. Uh, maybe we can give a little outdoor voices haul because there's so many yeah. sales going on and. Active wear is really the only thing where I can kind of actually justify buying on a regular basis because I know I'll wear it because I really just cycle through at least like three different athleisure pieces a day. Yeah. Um, for People who don't know, this is obviously isn't sponsored by Outdoor Voices, like every other fucking brand on this universe is doing some sort of sale. So I think it's like 30% off online. Um, I went into the store to try stuff on because, you know, sizing can be confusing sometimes, but I, I think also... Kate and I have the same favorite sports bra, but it's the, what's the, what's the name of the double time? The double time bra. Yeah. I got that. Nice. I got it in orange and Navy. And then I got a pair of their relay shorts and then bike shorts because bike shorts are challenging. Nice. Thank you for wearing. Nice. Thank you for that shot. Yeah, no great, sure. um, great mid-ab shots. Short ones where it's, I don't know, two and a half, three inches. Cause I've noticed a lot of bike shorts, they love to go down to your knees. And I Yeah, they're
3: fugly. I'm like, you
1: know what? That's not thing. Okay. an attractive look
2: for me. Let's talk about the bike short thing because I see bitches in the long ones. I'm wearing the long ones right now and I'm trying to not be a hater of them. I'm just going to like scrunch them up. But I see bitches in the like six inch fucking bike shorts and they don't look bad. When I put them on, I look like I'm your camp counselor that's going to go teach you how to fucking kayak. Like I look terrible in them. No,
1: and I don't know if it's just like one of those things where like maybe everyone just thinks they personally look bad in them, but they actually don't look as bad as we think. But I think it's just probably because we're not used to wearing that type of length when it comes to pants it's either your yeah. shorts or jeans and like granted yeah I probably have dresses that hit where the bike shorts hit but yeah. I'm just not really used to also buy shorts where they hit where it's like above the knee when I was a competitive swimmer you know I'd wear like the full-on like racing suits and they would always hit up the knee and so I think it reminds me of those days which I don't really want to be thrown back into but yeah, yeah so I'm excited for my you know, goods to arrive in the mail and to, you know, basically run essentially half naked in those pieces. But what did you get, Kate?
2: I got like five of the double time bras. Um if you do want to shop out to friends, I do have a discount code just so the same as girlies know. I think it only applies for first time purchases and y'all have probably bought shit from them before. So it's not not reinventing the wheel here. Um, but I got like five of the double time bras, the, the fugly ass like five inch shorts. Cause I was like, I just want to set. And then I got one pair of leggings because I've been going back to SoulCycle more and I hate wearing bike shorts there and I want to wear leggings um so that was my haul I you know I I didn't really get much that was more exciting than that they have so much fuggling shit now like ever since Ty left and like I just don't really know who's controlling their creative team and like all my homies because I used to work at the store no one works there anymore that i know except for like one person and every time i go in i'm like what the fuck is the solar flare short like why is there like an spf protected short why are Mm -hmm. we launching like gym shorts like can we just stick to the fucking basics here you know so i i still shop there i i literally just said this as i'm like a fucking ambassador for them sorry um i'm just confused i'm just confused about their items sometimes so live laugh and love on that one
1: uh huh. Live, laugh, and love. I yeah. Keaton are kind of struggling with intro topics. I guess I wanted to say that music sucks right now. And I've had a few conversations with people like this. And I don't keep up with new music anymore. I never really have for a while. I used to like read Pitchfork, Pitchfork, which is cringe. But everything sucks. No one is putting out good new music. I think the Spotify algorithm hates me and refuses to give me new stuff. If girlies don't know, I am very much into deep cuts, finding very eccentric sounds. Um, and so if you're someone else who's been in a rut. I highly suggest listening to NTS Radio. It's a curated live radio. They have an app and it's, I like to say a lot of, you know, random DJs or artists in, you know, fucking Denmark and the UK that, yeah, just have like little curated soundtracks. And I think that's been probably my favorite way to like discover new music because I'm tired of just listening to my safe little sounds. So yeah, I just, I hate music so much. I think I music like is discover- fun.
2: I think music discovery is really hard I remember like when I was in high school I would watch a lot of like YouTube videos and then I felt like I got recommended like songs that way but yeah. Spotify's algorithm is so bad like the release radar sometimes will give me like a song from the Beach Boys of 1973 and I'm like this was not released yesterday like this is just like a yeah, new song unless there's
1: maybe like a remastered mix and I because Apple Music I the reason I switched from Apple Music to Spotify because Apple Music I think discovery is even worse but Spotify yeah I have scratched every surface and it's one of those things where you know people sometimes ask me like how do you discover music and it's a very organic thing and it just happens but yeah it's been a train wreck for me
2: yeah wreck. I I feel like for music I've just been listening to the same things um I do like the new Muna album if you like Muna um I've been like getting back into I don't know like I, I sometimes will listen to like old Old songs. I was listening to like old FKA Twigs, and I was like, oh, I remember like this exact moment when this dropped, like in 2019, like yeah. whatever.
3: Yeah.
2: um Yeah, music has just been whatever. I feel like I've just been like listening to like Kanye West on my walks and just like being a menace. Like, I'm not listening to anything on beyond It's like all I've
1: hip-hop. honestly just been raw dogging the streets, no headphones.
2: That's bold for you. I'm so speaking of headphones. Oh my God, literally, my life changed. I wasn't going to include this in the intro, but. I, my, my Sony headphones, which are were religiously glued to my fucking head. Like my life as an introvert has changed. I think every introvert should be paid a stipend to go buy these headphones when you're born into the world and like declare that you're an introvert because I can't, I cannot not have noise canceling shit. Like I'm so triggered by any small noise. Kate, why do you live in New York city? I don't know. That can be discussed in a later fucking hour, but my headphones like broke or they just didn't charge when I was in Copenhagen, like literally getting on the flight there, the seven hour flight there. I didn't have them the whole trip. I didn't have them on the fucking seven hour flight back. I get back to New York and I'm like, okay, I need to file a warranty replacement. I had to ship the headphones back, wait for them to like figure their shit out at Sony, whatever headquarters. And then it took another seven days for them to get back to me. So like a month I was deprived of my headphones. And the first time I put them on and like played like my Lana and was like walking around, I was like, wow I can like my head is clear I just felt like there was like a pressure like in my fucking like I don't even know like between my my temples is that like the area between my eyes I don't know but back to back to stability there so my headphones have been helping me it doesn't even matter what's playing it's just the fact that I have my fucking headphones on um my last point is a book. Like I've that I've un- not unfortunately. What I don't want to say this. I was in a smooth brain era where I didn't want to read a book for a bit. I was just like I've been taking in too much information, and I read a lot of like uh, nonfiction political stuff. And I'm like, okay, so why do I need to know about like what the exact Senate vote on the filibuster was in 1989? Like this is not. We're not. It's good to know this. Yeah, but knowledge is power but like I was just taking in too much knowledge that it was unhelpful so I took a little bit of a reading break um was in my smooth smooth brain era and now I'm back to like reading a book every single two days so I've been reading a lot by bell hooks and I read a lot of her like essays and such in college just like feminist theory classes but I've read two of her books now I'm almost done with communion so I read all about love and communion and they're books that are talking about like our desires for love and like social conditioning and stuff and it's not in a way of like men are not allowed to, like, express their emotions, it gets, like, really deep, and, like, there's this chapter about, like, anorexia, and, like, your relationship with your mother, and your parents, and, like, how you feel love, and, like, what you feel like you need to represent with your body, it's, like, very interesting perspectives, and it just has helped me a lot, because I think a lot of people, I feel like, also fucking see myself, always ask us perspectives about dating, and shit like that, and I've just done a lot of analysis of my own behaviors, so this might be helpful to people, but I think there is a stereotype of, like, if you're a feminist, like, you just have to be a cold bitch, and, If you require love, you are weak. Like if you require emotions and you want to have a partner one day, why don't you just get a job? Why don't you just be economically self-sufficient? It is not normal when you look at human studies to like live in isolation and not crave like a partnership. You should be able to have a fucking like life and be independent and also have a companion to share moments with. I just hate the bunk on TikTok where it's like, work on yourself. Literally every independent like feminist woman I know has worked on herself her whole fucking life. And we would all go insane if we worked on herself more. It is totally valid for you to crave a romantic relationship. And so the book sort of solidifies that and just talks about like, yeah, systems and power and like how you can kind of work through your emotions with like seeking out love when so much is difficult of how to find that. So could be a good book for you girlies if you're in your reading era
1: yeah I'm um, trying to get back into reading I'm kind of the worst um I yeah. also want to say happy birthday to my youngest brother Nathaniel it's his birthday today oh, I sorry, I cut you off Kate he's not gonna listen to this but yeah he's 15 he can drive which freaks me out because he is a little like string bean in my, oh my eyes God. but yeah, I happy totally birthday forgot brother. About,
2: <laughs> happy birthday. I totally forgot about like uh what are they called the the driving classes that you had to Driving
1: like yeah, he gets Drivers Ed. ed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think that I class
2: the driver's end and then you have to like drive like three times with like a person I remember before you yeah. can take the test yeah. I seriously think I got a pedophile like I was so it was, like some random creepy old man picked me up from, like a 1970s car and he had like really short shorts on and I don't know how I didn't feel unsafe about that I think it was at the point of my life where I wasn't didn't have any sort of like safety danger radar in my head but like that guy definitely should not have had a fucking job but shout out to any of our CMOS if you're really young and learning how to drive my parents say i'm a bad driver i think i'm a great driver it's all it's a relative baby
1: oh relative baby but yes today's episode we interview kate from funk and wellness which is a seed cycling brand i think you guys will really enjoy our conversation with her we talk a lot about like menstrual health and ways to support yourself and your period especially in the time of like you know roe v Wade and everything she's a very fun quirky person to chat with and yeah so without further ado we'll get into the episode we'll plug whatever ad that we have going on and we will chat with you guys
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hey, CMOS grillies. We have to tell you all about our favorite new plant-based protein powder by Sprout Living. They're so delicious, so clean, and really much more than just your standard protein powder. Now, what really makes
2: them different is that they avoid a lot of the
1: unnecessary
2: additives that many others on the market use. That means they don't use any gums, thickeners, or natural
1: flavoring, which isn't really natural at all. Instead, they only use real, whole superfoods and adaptogens, which is great because it makes the blends multifunctional. Their Epic Protein Pro Collagen Blend, for example, also contains ingredients that help boost the body's own natural production of collagen. How cool is that?
2: They have tons of different flavors. There's truly something for everyone to love. Check them out and use the code CMOSCURLIES for 20% off your order. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it.
1: For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better.
2: Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing.
1: It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health.
2: To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, C. Musk, girlies. We're here with Kate of Funkit Wellness. We're going to talk all things hormones, all things periods. I hope you guys are ready for a very educational and fun convo. Kate, we are so excited to have you on. Thank you
3: for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I love your podcast and everything else you guys do. Your memes are the best.
2: We love someone who appreciates the memes. I feel like your ethos is like a brand is so fun, which is like so refreshing to see in the wellness space too. Um, so we can be happy to have you. On. First off, um, for the CMS colleagues who may not know about you or Funkit, if you could introduce yourself to our audience, that'd be great.
3: Yeah, my name's Kate. I'm a registered dietitian. I specialize in hormone health. I've got a master's degree in human clinical nutrition, but I'm also a fellow menstruator, and that is how Funkit came to be. So I got off birth control. Man, I was like 22 when I came off of birth control, and I thought I was going to be this like holistic goddess because I had been having all of these horrible problems, which I'm not anti-birth control by any means, especially with what's going on in the world right now. But for me, like it didn't work, but I got it out. And then like my hair started falling out. I got really bad acne. I got really bad cramps. And like, you know, you're just starting your career and you can't necessarily call your boss and be like, Hey, I'm dying of cramps, but can I have two days off to just like take it easy while I bleed? And so I was like, I've got to figure something else out. And I was living in New Zealand at the time and a friend introduced me to seed cycling and I thought it was like the biggest load of BS as a dietitian. I was like, there's no way this is going to work, but I was desperate. So I was like, I'm going to try it. After three months, I literally felt like a new person. My period was showing up like right on time and I was really impressed by it. And I was also kind of traveling and trying to grind these seeds in a coffee grinder and I kept spilling them everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to figure out a way to bring seed cycling to the masses and, also educate people on the fact that they shouldn't feel like crap every month and that you deserve to feel good and your period shouldn't suck. So long-winded answer, but we're here to educate everyone on their period, make sure they know that they deserve to feel good
1: and also give you the tools, not
3: just products, but education because you deserve that.
1: Super fun. And yeah, I think it's like really important that yeah, if you guys do prioritize education. Cause I know like when I first got into seed cycling, I, I was like, what? Like me eating flax seeds, like that's going to help. But I definitely feel like for me personally too, I've, you know, have found some great benefits from it. So kind of getting into like how you came about to, f- to found, how you found like Funk Wellness, you know, were you, did you ever expect to be an entrepreneur or was it really just like motivated by your own personal experiences?
3: I was the exact opposite. I did not want to be an entrepreneur. I was hell bent on not being one because I had worked in a hospital. I'd worked at a small startup. I, you know, worked my way up at Lululemon too. So like I'd done all these different things and I was like, I never want to do this. It looks so hard. It's like, I want to have my weekends. I want to be done at five. And I just wanted all these things out of my life where I thought I did, but then like, I went through such bad, like health experiences and doctors who didn't listen. And, you know, all these things that it just became such a passion for me that I never wanted someone to feel the way I did in that moment. And I was like, I don't care what I have to give up or, you know, what this becomes. And that's how I started It. And I actually started with my best friend and I thought she was going to tell me I was crazy. It was New Zealand in the middle of the night, but it was daytime in the U S and I called her and she was like, are you okay? Like, did something happen? And I was like, I want to talk about periods for the rest of our lives. And I want to call it it wellness. And I want you to do it with me. And she was like, okay. And I was like, really that easy. She was like, I trust you. Let's do it. And I was like, okay, cool.
2: Nice. Love that support. I love the founder story. I feel like Emma and I always Complain about wellness pr- products and companies when there is not really like a need or like you don't see that integrity of like the founder. I'm like, why did we just launch this new dust? So it's like so great to hear like you're not only your background and like you've, you've studied as a dietitian and worked your way, but the passion for your product and like building the band- brand is great too. Um, so to get into like fun little wellness kind of questions. What are some ways I would guess? You know, you can talk about Funkit products here or just like generally. What do you sort of like to do to take care of your menstrual health? What have like improved the most, either like before seed cycling or like in addition to seed cycling? Um, it can be rituals, it can be products, like very open to what you think.
3: Yeah. So it's interesting, like being a dietitian, obviously I knew a ton about food, but in our education, I'm very open about this. I don't think dietitians are taught truly enough about how genuinely powerful food is. And so for me, I come from an eating disorder background. Um, Sorry, that triggers anybody, but that is kind of actually how I ended up in all of this. You know, I lost my period for a long time. I had a really bad relationship with it because when it came back, it meant that I was in recovery and, you know, there's just, it's an emotional journey through all of that. And so I became really passionate about food-based wellness because I think it's really scary when we're getting really removed from our food, which I'll I'll be honest, like the way our food's processed in the U S it's crap. Like it's not good. So you need to be really careful about what you consume. And I know that's a privilege, but I became really passionate about food-based wellness. So a lot of my rituals and routines are actually around like food and just prioritizing mental health. It's like, before I talk about any products, it's like, I make sure I get enough sleep hands down, like. I am sleeping a minimum of eight hours. I will leave your party at 10 PM because I need to sleep. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love you. And all my friends know if it's past 10, I'm out. Like it's not happening. And so sleep is the number one and it's free. And it's not, I mean, not free, but like for the most part, we can all be like, all right, I'm going home going to bed. The next thing was stress. I am like, I think if you're into Enneagrams, I'm like an Enneagram three. My birth chart is like Aries, Gemini and Virgo. Like I am just like a crazy go, go, go person. And I had to really set boundaries with myself around that. Like stress is actually worse for you than so many other things. And it doesn't help anyone to say, calm down, but I got really into meditation, getting enough sleep, taking a lot of walks. Like that was something that was really important to me. And then from there, when it comes to food, it was balancing my blood sugar. So really focusing on having fat fiber and protein at each meal, making sure I was feeding my body enough. Um, to me, those are kind of like the non-negotiable foundations of hormone health. And then once you've kind of explored all of that, it's like, okay, we can talk about products. So we can talk about things, um, for me limiting alcohol and actually was something that was really important to me. And I know that's not like a very fun answer, but inflammation is a real thing. So I'm very into mocktails right now, which we can maybe get into later. Like all these like herbal mocktails I've been working on. Obviously seed cycling is like a non-negotiable for me because I hate to be vain, but I had really bad hormonal acne. And like, if I don't seed cycle for a couple of weeks, it it comes back like instantly. It's wow, crazy. It's crazy. And like, if you can see the video, like it's really not yeah, there. You beautiful skin. Yes. Yeah, I was so so you can't do it,
1: trust us. There is like, not like any scar and no pimple or anything in sight which is crazy
3: because I used to have ear to ear, like really um, painful, deep cystic acne. And so that I really do attribute mostly to seed cycling. Um, also from there, I started adding stuff into my coffee. So not just drinking black coffee anymore, not drinking on empty stomach. Those are like my big ones. What other products? Oh, I switched to a menstrual cup, which mm. I just love. I think it makes such a big difference for me. Um, and I put maca powders in my smoothie. And I also really like this adrenal cocktail, but it tastes really bad. So
1: mm-hmm.
3: it's kind of yuck.
2: I feel like our audience is kind of used to like the, you know, you some wellness products, you know, you're getting a benefit and it's like, okay, the bad taste comes with it.
1: It's yuck, but it's nice. Nice. I that. And I think it's like really important that you do, you know, prioritize and promote kind of like things that are more free when it comes to, yeah, like versus like products. I think a lot of people for our generation, especially, you know, and just living in a capitalist society, it's like this product is going to save your life. And it's like, yes, this like little tincture of like random, you know, extracts of herbs may help you, but it's only going to help you if you're also prioritizing the more important aspects in life, which is like sleep and stress and, you know, eating the healthy, you know, amount of food and everything. So I definitely think it's like, yeah, really, really important that you prioritize that first and then products. Those are definitely just like, things that you can add on but kind of getting to like what you like love and hate about wellness culture you know Kate and I are definitely very much open and here to always critique wellness because I think there's a lot of issues that you um you know occur in the industry so would love to know your hot takes I have
3: so many hot takes I don't (laughs) know if we
1: have time for them all but okay just like starting with the
3: name of my company if you take out the it, it's funk wellness because I got so even after I became like Graduated quote unquote from eating, having eaten, sort of getting into recovery. I got very into orthorexia. I would only eat strict vegan, clean meals. I wouldn't eat out. I wouldn't go out to dinner with my friends. Like, I was like, nope, I have to control everything that's coming in and out of my body. And so I, and I feel like I learned a lot of that on Instagram. And I'm not blaming Instagram. Yeah. I made the choice to do that, but I learned a lot of it through social media. And so oh, yeah. My thing with wellness is it looks different for everyone and it should be an inclusive culture. And so my things I don't like about it, I think it can be exclusive. I think it can be expensive. And I just think it can be downright dangerous if we're not careful about what we're consuming and putting out there. But on the flip side of that, I think there's a big movement happening. I think you two are definitely part of it. I think Funk is part of it, of these like brands and people and podcasts and accounts that have really gone, you know what? We're not going to do this. We're going to actually meet everyone where they are. And we're going to like, kind of go through this and together, you know, we're going to talk about sleep. We're going to talk about eating enough. We're going to talk about the eating enough looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about the free things we can do versus, and I know I own a brand. So like, that's probably taken with a grain of salt, but I truly believe that if you don't do those fundamental things first, like the wellness culture is never going to be able to help you. Yeah. Um, it's a. I think it's like over a billion dollar industry. Like we have to be, you got to have to, let me back up. You have to watch the money trail. Yeah. So when you're looking at these things in wellness, you know, what's their motivation? Like, what is it? are they educating you? Do they have like free resources? Is there things you can learn or are they just trying to talk you into something you probably don't need? Let's be honest. There's research out there that most multivitamins, you just pee right out no matter how high quality they are. I mean, it is what it is. The FDA doesn't regulate supplements. It's a scary industry. Okay. Wait, that's more things I don't like. What do I like?
1: (laughs) No, I mean, I agree. I think that I think the the list of like hates is like, I can't oftentimes be longer than the things that you love. Yeah. but I do love
3: like the body neutrality, body positivity. I love seeing people on, I love TikTok. I love seeing people show up on TikTok, their authentic self and talk about their journeys. I love all of those things. And, you know, prior to 2020, I still was struggling so much with my own body image and I accredited a lot of it to TikTok. I've never been more confident. I've never been more happy. Like I think that that's really positive in the wellness space, and seeing different, like a lot of diversity in the wellness space, is super important. And yeah, I, it's I love
2: that. I think on TikTok too, it's interesting, like you were saying, kind of about like the media that we consume. Because, I mean, I Emma and I always talk about this of like, if I was thirteen on TikTok, and I wonder if I would get like all these what I eat in day videos, or all these like really toxic videos, or would I get pushed like the kind of you know this this anti aesthetic wellness, which I Emma and I kind of talk about, where it's like feel good, do your own thing. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. So it's kind of dicey where like some social media can be so good. And then at the same time, like the same platforms also are preying on your insecurities or like brands are too, or it's like selling you a detox, selling you something you don't need. Like you were saying. Scary yeah, that's,
3: it's scary. And like, I think if I was 13, I definitely, cause that's like when all of my eating, disordered eating started that evolved, same. I would have been getting those What do I eat in the videos? I would have been getting those how to get abs in five minute videos. Like like I would have been getting all of that. So, my goal is whatever I'm putting out into the world, if 13 year old me saw it, she would be proud of me and not think I was contributing to her later in life problems.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I agree. I think Emma and I are in the same place, both of our like backgrounds with eating disorders, too. I think carving out a good place on the internet is all we can hope for. Um, I'm sure, you know, background as a dietitian, I'm sure you've tried a lot of fun snacks and have a lot of recipes and stuff. We have a lot of sea mouse rollies that are foodies, you know, beyond just taking supplements and going on walks. So what are some like foods, recipes, maybe snack combinations that we need to try? Like, I feel like I'm always on TikTok seeing some new combo that I'd never thought to put on like oatmeal or like pairing two things together. So curious your take on this or like a tonic recipe, anything like that.
3: Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you guys about the menstrual cycle tonics I've been making, but yeah. we'll tell it, but first I love sauerkraut. Like yes. I literally will eat like quinoa, sauerkraut and hummus together. And it sounds disgusting, but it's so good. Love that. Um, I love sauerkraut. I love making kombucha at home. So I, that's another thing people think is weird. They come to my house and there's like sourdough starter. There's like a kombucha. A a huge SCOBY that's like years old. Um, But I also, I just like honestly mix my seeds and everything. So I've been using this like plant-based cream cheese. And if you like take your seed cycling seeds and you mix them into the cream cheese, you can spread it on your bagel and it actually works perfectly and you don't lose any of your seeds. So I've been doing that. So I add sauerkraut to everything and I like to put seeds on a lot of stuff. What else is weird that I eat? I feel like everything I eat is weird. Like all my friends are like,
2: what
1: what's eating? that yeah what's that smell why is it like smell like vinegar what are you eating um yeah what flavors of like kombucha are you making is it like some crazy like fruity flavor is it just like standard original I'm very curious I've always have wanted to kind of make kombucha but I'm also like nervous of doing that because I feel like I'm just known for ruining anything that requires some sort of like you know recipe or protocol you like
3: kombucha is like easy. And I'm the same. My sourdough starter blows up like on a like consistent basis. My husband is so over it. He's like, <laughs> one time my sourdough starter blew up so much. It hit the ceiling. Oh my God. Cause I forgot to feed it. And when you don't feed the sourdough starter, it smells like nail polish. Cause it had like produces acetone. So our whole like 400 square foot apartment smelled like acetone no. for like two weeks. But okay, kombucha is actually so fun because so when you make it, it's just the regular flavor. And then mm. you do a secondary fermentation in bottles. And so I'm obsessed with raspberries, lemon, and ginger, so that's like my standard. So you actually just put the fruit in the bottle and you pour the kombucha and you put a lid on it and you let it sit for two more days. Okay. But you can do like anything. you can make it with green tea, black tea, oolong tea. Um, mango works really well because it eats okay. a lot of the sugar. And then it gets bubbly. So when you make it at home, it's not bubbly. But then when you do that secondary fermentation, that's when it becomes bubbly.
2: Interesting. Interesting stuff. Yeah. I feel like the kombucha, I always thought it was a lot more complex or scary or like something like that. But as a former germaphobe,
3: I was so crazy about it in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I just like roll with the flow now. I
1: haven't gotten sick yet. So not from wood. Um, do you want to talk about the mocktail recipe that you've yes. making? I'm definitely curious on this one.
3: I need to send them to you guys. So um, I spoke at South by Southwest on menstrual health in this year, actually. Wow. wow. That feels so long ago, but it was this year and we threw a big party and I was like, I like have been a bartender before. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pull out my bartending skills, but we're going to make herbal mocktails for people. But we didn't tell anyone there wasn't alcohol in them. I mean, it said it. And we had people at the party and they were like, oh my God, I'm feeling amazing. And like, I was just like, there's literally no alcohol here. And when everyone found that out, they were like, whoa, mm. it's so cool. that you can have this much fun without it. So what I did was I looked at the different phases and it was like, okay, we kind of like just broke them up in two for like the ease ease of it. So we had, um, there's a non-alcoholic spirit company called Optimist. Mm. They're amazing. And they have all of these really cool, different herbal Um, tonics instead of alcohol and so there's one I think it's called bright and there's one that's called fresh and so I did one that focuses like anti-inflammatory so the one for your luteal phase was very anti-inflammatory and then it had like ginger turmeric um, black pepper and sparkling water and then you added the Optimus flavor I'll send you guys the recipes I have them all like typed out And then the other one was more berries focused because berries actually have phytoestrogens in it to help support estrogen in that first half. So we did like a berry lemon, um, what cocktail for that one, but that had like chamomile and other calming herbs. So I'll send you guys the exact recipes because I've been cycling through them and they're just like the ultimate, like end of the night, something fun. I'm like a beverage person. Yeah. I need like beverages at all times. So it's just nice to have that at the end of the night.
1: That sounds delicious. Yes, we are all crazy about some like weird quirky functional beverage. Um, Kind of like to round out the episode, it's obviously been like so much fun talking to you. And I think, you know, Kate and I would love to know, and I think the CMS girlies at large, like what the most rewarding thing is when it comes to being like the CEO and founder of Funkit. And just like if you have any fun, exciting business or personal news for the rest of the year or beyond, we would love to know what is on the horizon for you. Yeah. So
3: I think the most rewarding thing is like we talked about earlier, we genuinely saw a need in the market. And it was something that like, I talked to all my friends about people don't want to talk about period health. They're too, they were too like embarrassed. And I was like, and I'm like really outspoken and I didn't even want to talk about it. So, I mean, I get messages all the time and I'm so grateful because look, I'm not going to lie. Like running a company is hard. It's exhausting. You you're constantly dealing with problems. You almost never get to see the good. You are literally the one everyone comes to with the problems. And so it's really easy to go home at the end of the day and be like, is this, is this working? Like, is what I'm doing ever going to work? And then I'm so grateful because I get at least, I get a couple of these a day of people who are like, this literally changed my life. And so I got one yesterday. I was going to, I'm 31. I was going to have a hysterectomy and that was it. And I was told I was never going to be able to have kids. I've been seed cycling for six months. I have no period pain. And now I'm able to get cleared to try for a baby. Like. I mean, that's life-changing. Yeah. And so I think that's, what's rewarding about it. Also getting to invest in like new people in their careers, because I know I just wanted someone to give me a chance to do something different. And I'm grateful I had that chance. Um, and with everything that's going on and I don't want to get political because like, you know, no, we I, do.
2: I literally ranted seven okay. about abortion, get political. Okay,
3: we can get political. So yeah. I have my Texas feminist shirt on. Like I live in Texas, like, and I'm really scared for my reproductive rights. This is it's insane to me that this is something that we're even talking about in 2022. Yep. I don't care where you are politically. I don't care any of that. You should be scared. Also, they snuck in a bill that doesn't support women breastfeeding at work. Like there's been a lot of other things that are like anti-birth that are happening during forced birthing. Yeah. So thinking about that, I was so sad. I still am sad. Like, I don't feel like I've slept in a week. I feel like all I've been trying to do is like crank out blogs and resources and anything I could do. And so I feel really lucky to be in a position where we have a little bit of an audience and we can share with people like how to change things. And so if I can teach people how to track their cycle, I can teach people how to identify their fertile window, I can teach them all of these things, it gives them a better chance at never being in a bad situation that unfortunately our government's put us in. Yeah. So I feel like that's my new, like reinvigorated calling and like what I'm the most, um, I hate to say excited because I'm not really excited to be doing that work, but I'm
2: grateful I'm in a situation where I have knowledge I can share
3: that could potentially help somebody else.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, I think a, a big gripe that I have with wellness, I like never really thought I'd be in wellness because it's so apolitical. Like, I think there's all these companies that are like, we want you to take care of your health. And it's like, we have a crumbling healthcare system in this country, like that is lying in the background of like people making choices. And so like to link, you know, I think funk it to the larger fight for reproductive justice is incredible. And like you're saying, it's like, kind of mitigating that unfortunate risk that our government's not taking care of us. So like, we have to take care of each other. Um, yeah.
3: And I think too, like, we didn't want to isolate anybody. And I think that's the hardest part when you're talking about stuff like this is you go on my personal page, it's a lot more intense, but you know, we don't love hormonal birth control, but we put out a post that was like, these are your options. This is what you can do. Like, like, yeah. it's just crazy to me that we're even, I don't know. I could talk about yeah, like, yeah. it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Dark times in America. Um, well thank you so much Kate We I'm obsessed with this convo obsessed with learning about your background and like your origin story I think we get so many questions from CMOS girlies asking about periods and hormones and everything and also to like your background as a dietitian is just incredible because once again there's a lot of bunk advice out there and so appreciate a girlie who's knows the facts and we can trust her um, so yeah CMOS girlies definitely go follow Funkit Wellness check out all their stuff their products are incredible I use their seed cycling mixes in the home And we can, you know, talk with you guys next Tuesday for the next episode. Thank you, Kate. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys.